buongiorno, buonasera, and don't ask me why I'm speaking Italian for a bit there. It's because I am currently in Italy, and I'm giving you and delivering this podcast to you straight from Milan. And um, I've been here for, what is it, two days now? It feels like it's been a really, really long week for me, and it really has been. Like I said, I've only been here two days. Um, did I say two weeks? But I've only been here two days. Two days. I flew out on um, the 2nd of March and arrived here on March the 3rd. It is now March 5th. But it feels like I've been here a week and I've only been here two days. <clears throat> it's been a long week for me because um, I've I worked since Sunday and then worked again Monday and then Tuesday and if you don't already know I work three 12-hour shifts so that explains why it feels like I've been you know just moving 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 and how it feels like this week has pretty been um, exhausting to say the least Um, so to be honest with you when the week started I actually didn't know what topic I'm gonna talk about this week but um, you know coming up with ideas sometimes to me like I said just happens when I'm in the middle of meditation and but I realized that since I'm in Italy um, I would like to talk about travel and that's part of like my focus in giving this podcast Uh, I titled it eat meditate live because traveling is part of living for me that's why I think it would be interesting to talk about traveling, especially at this time of um, a pandemic, which we're hoping would resolve eventually. Um, It will be a long process, but we're still, I wouldn't say still in the thick of it, but we are definitely still, you know, feeling the effects of the pandemic all over the world. And um, I actually started a draft of this episode today uh, while I was on a plane from where would I say it was um when I arrived in Milan on March the 3rd I got here at 8 30 in the morning I went to from the airport to the downtown Milan um, area and went back to the airport in the afternoon to fly up to Bari it's like a you know it's a it's it's part of um the region of Puglia in southern Italy and it's beautiful but anyway, it was on that flight um, down to Bari where I finally like thought about like what topic I wanted to talk about this week. Um, so we'll talk about traveling uh, in this time of the pandemic. But it is, but as I said, it has been a long week, um, and I've been working since Sunday, February twenty-seven, as I said, till Tuesday, March the first, and you know, again to say that was an exhausting start to the week is an understatement. Um, the flight it took from SFO to Milan had a stop over in Newark, which I realized is something that I will do from now on if I ever have to take a long haul flight to Europe because it helps break it up. Um, that way the stop over is, you know, if, if the stop over is in the East Coast, it's, you know, it's, it's a really good stop over for me because I'm going around in circles here because it, you know, it it breaks up you know the the long haul of uh you know the, tra- the long haul right like going from california to the east coast 
takes about five hours and then another depending on where in uh, Europe you go to it takes and you know and you, you have to fly another five or seven hours uh, for the trip to Milan from um, Newark um, it was seven hours and 15 minutes but it definitely felt better uh, doing it that way this time compared to when I flew to Germany in November of last year where I flew directly from um, San Francisco or SFO to Munich and that was quite a long flight. Uh, you guys, if you hear something smashing in the background, it's because my daughter is with me here in Milan. She uh, flew in this morning and she's in the bathroom right now and we're uh, in a hotel. Anyway, um, yeah, let's talk about the pandemic and traveling these days. And my question is for you guys is, have you traveled at all since the pandemic started? I don't know what many of you would say, but I'm guessing that some of you would say they haven't. And some would say like, yeah, you've been doing it for like quite a while since, you know, um, restrictions have eased. Um, we're now nearly year three since the pandemic started and year two since many of the towns and cities where we live locked down. And that means many of us have yet to travel again, especially outside the country. It's been a process like, yeah, I can tell it's and I can say it's it's really been a process for many of us, right? It's totally understandable. I know it's been tough and hard for many to travel these days and many are still plagued by the fears of getting sick and being in a closed compartment, compartment like trains and buses and aircrafts. I don't blame you. Um, believe me, I have friends who live in New York who have not at all like taken the subway since the pandemic started in 2020. Um, meanwhile, I've been going back and forth between California and Jersey you know, the past, I'd say, two, two and a half years um, to see my daughter. And because since her condo is right next to Manhattan, and whenever I'd go back to the East Coast or, you know, we, we would go to Manhattan or we call it the city um, to have fun. And we've always taken the subways. And then I'd see friends talk on Facebook about how they have not been at all um, riding the subways, which to me, like, kind of like, you know, surprising and dumbfounding, but then at the same time, like, yeah, it's their choice. I know, like, they've, they've lived and they live to see the worst of the pandemic or, of you know, coronavirus hitting New York um, in those years. So I'm, I can't blame them if they're scared, but darn, to me, that's, a, you know, crazy to think about, especially, you know, my friends who live in the city who rely on the subway system as means of transport, you know, to and from work or, you know, to and from like other things that they probably were used to do before the pandemic. So anyway, going back, I, how many of you have traveled? If you want to share it with me, like send me an email right here on blueheart, blueheart, blueheart at gmail.com. It would be really interesting to find out, you know, your questions and yeah, if you have questions about traveling, because I've pretty much traveled, you know, frequently since the pandemic started. If you have any questions for me, especially like traveling to Europe, let me know. Although, of course, it would be easy to Google, you know, answers to that. But I would definitely like, 
you know, give you firsthand information and experience if you have any questions for me. But yeah, how many of you have actually traveled yet? I'm sure a lot of you like put that off for a bit, like given how crazy it is to just follow, you know, the latest on testings and other restrictions. And I hear you. It is tough. It is um, the pandemic has changed a lot. And, you know, the rules have been changing a lot lately. And it is a hassle to gather documents and just to get tested and do other like, you know, documentation, etc, etc. It's even harder for you know, I found out that it's even harder for those who have opted to not get vaccinated because a lot of um, countries now in Europe um, are okay with you traveling without um, vaccination, but it's a lot more hassle in terms of like the paperwork. But for you who are ready, well, I want to share with you how easier it has become to travel to Europe. And I'm telling you this, <clears throat> on the basis of my trip this time to Italy, where, like I said, I am right now, compared to how it was when I traveled in November to Germany. Like, what is it? Three months, three, four months? And there's definitely like a major change for me in terms of, you know, the requirements and ease of uh, traveling. Um, so I want to put it into context. Like, let's go back and, you know, just backtrack a little bit and try to remember how things were in the last three years. Like first we had that worldwide lockdown. Gosh, how many of us couldn't see our family members from other parts of the country or even other parts of the state at that time. Many, many of us couldn't. And it, it's funny how that only seems like recently, right? But that was like two years ago when it all started, like almost three years ago. And back then the airline industry shut down. It, it was crazy. Airports were nearly non-operational. And sorry, my, my mouth is really parched. Uh, I'm really parched right now. Um, and airports were nearly like, you know, non-operational. They look like ghost towns. Like practically everyone was afraid to fly at that time. And then fast forward a little bit, the, you know the industry moved on to slowly opening flies alternating seats became a thing remember that when we had to fly with a space apart you know with a space apart between passengers yeah that was for a time a thing but now believe me when i flew back from bari this morning in puglia back to milan the plane i was like looking back as i was like seat number five i was looking behind me and I could almost I can could almost see that the, the the plane was packed. It was like, you know, full. It was and it was a big airline, like big aircraft too. So that thing with us, you know, having a space apart between passengers, between passengers, that is a thing of the past now. And you know, for the longest time, Europe and the UK were close to every other out, you know, other countries, you know, like continents, and unless you were a resident or a citizen. Well, people from the U.S. and sit and you know and citizens who were nearly were considered outcasts, and you know travels were mostly limited for us. You know, at least those living in the United States, and you know, most of us were just like, how do you call this thing? Um, left to just be able to travel to Mexico and nowhere else, just within the states and you know Mexico. But now it's you know it's slowly easing and. 
I must say it's been a, I, sh I shouldn't even say it's slowly easing because we're definitely like open to many parts of Europe and the UK again. Then we transition to other countries slowly opening, but with still the US being alienated by some countries. And it has not changed. Testing was mandated in many countries and so did quarantining for many days. Like I want to set an example like the Philippines. Until very recently, even if you're traveling from the US, you needed to quarantine for like 10 days, like 10 days. So if you only had two weeks of vacation, you practically lost most days of the quarantine period. And the Philippine government did not even budge for a really long time about that. Many Filipinos, you know, Filipinos are big on Christmases and New Year. Many Filipinos missed their holidays in the Philippines for like two years because of that. I was even going to go to the Philippines in January, like two months ago. But because of that, you know, quarantine that they were expecting you to do for 10 days. And, you know, I, I had to put that off. And mind you, I had to mention the quarantine that you had to do in the Philippines. You had to do it at a hotel where you have to pay. And, you know, takeouts weren't mostly even allowed. So I had to cancel it for that reason because I did not want to waste like two weeks of my vacation just for some quarantine, quarantining stuff that I have to do. And then, yeah, we fast, sort of like fast forwarded. Finally, countries in Europe slowly opened to the U.S. to U.S. travelers again, but still testing was still a, you know, something that we had to, you know, to deal with, like a challenge that was a or what a put off was a put off for many travelers and you know it, it was so hard just you know trying to figure out which country needed what test and requirement and it's especially hard when you needed to cross borders and you know since european european countries are right next to each other it was just so hard to figure out like if i cross from italy to france what do i need to do in terms of testing that just put off many people, you know, discouraged many people from traveling. Um, like I said, I went to Berlin in November and I was going to go to another country during that trip, but I had to cancel the plan to go to another country besides Germany because I did not want to go through like testing according to whatever rule that the other country had. Um, so I just stayed in Germany the whole time and just like got, you know, just con con like made myself be content with like staying in Germany for the whole duration but I know one of my friends who had um, joined me at during that trip she had a layover in Zurich and actually had to get tested just um, so she can you know transition or like use Zurich as a layover for her flight back to the United States that was really really tough and then here we are what is it March four months after my trip to Germany I am happy to announce that a lot has changed since then and I just want to let you know like two days before I was flying out for my trip to Italy where I said I am right now I actually went out and got a COVID test but one day before I flew out I saw that Italy actually had canceled testing mandate if you're a traveler who is vaccinated or has had recent recovery, yeah, they totally canceled, you know, the testing mandate. And 
just right a day after I had myself um, get tested for, you know, COVID as a requirement for the flight. And then, of course, I had to Google, right? Because I'm also going to go to France um, and going to France through Switzerland. I also had to Google what France and Switzerland's requirements are because in, you know, like I said, in order for me to go to my destination tomorrow, I have to enter via Geneva in Switzerland. And I wasn't sure what the rule the rule is in terms of, you know, uh, COVID and the restrictions and the vaccination status and all that. I mean, it's easier for um, citizens of the UK and um, Europe because they have what they call the Green Pass, which um, is pretty much like um, a QR code documentation um, of their vaccination status and all they have to do is just have it with them and whenever wherever they cross borders go to restaurants in one country to another or whatnot all they have to do is like bring that out and I couldn't even do that here in Italy because uh, the QR codes that we have in you know I live in California the QR code that we have for the state of California cannot be scanned by the machine um, here in um, Italy so yeah that that is a challenge but you know what I don't mind that um you know like I said right before I flew out here I also looked up like the requirements for France and I saw that um both Switzerland and France now particularly Switzerland also um canceled the demanded to to get tested because apparently their logic was that even with the surge of the Omicron variant a few months ago, while there were many people that were affected by it, there really did not, you know, th- th- this did not really cause any surge in the use of hospital beds um, in this part of Europe, which is like a good thing because it was like one of those weaker variants and thank God for that, like pew. But the caveat there though is that testing is still like I said testing is still mandated if is if you have not been vaccinated I mean yeah let me put it out there if you you've not been vaccinated and you plan to travel it's not the end of the world for you you cannot not come here just because you didn't get vaccinated you just need to get tested uh 72 hours for um whatchamacallit a PCR test 72 hours before arrival you and 24 hours for an antigen test and you have to make sure that it's good from the time that you arrive in your destination in Europe and not from the time that you fly you have to put that into consideration that you will be like you'll be lagging a few hours or a day or so so it's 72 hours from your arrival if you have the PCR test and 24 hours if you have the antigen test from the time of your arrival, not from the time of your departure. Um, but yeah, and that is a big you know, improvement and a big advancement. And that to me is still a big like sign that we're slowly moving on and forward. Um, so here I am in Italy, enjoying a mild winter. I saw Milan and just having visited the province of Puglia um, and heading to France and Switzerland soon. 
I just want to say I am impressed by how Italians appear to have like moved on and forward. I was at the, you know, I should say that like, like they're moving on and forward, albeit I may not know what their underlying feelings and psyche are about it. I don't know because I'm only seeing the facade, right? I'm only seeing their faces. I don't know what's exactly inside their hearts and the minds and in their like souls and their body and their, you know, what they're actually thinking. But just seeing them and being out there just gives me a really good signal and feeling that they're moving on and forward. I was um, at the Duomo, I don't know if I'm saying it right, Duomo Cathedral in Milan earlier today and it was massively crowded. If you follow me on Instagram or if you want to look at my videos on Instagram, I'll post more of it um, later, but I posted a video in there on story about how crowded like the Duomo Piazza was or the Duomo Cathedral, like outside the cathedral this like today here in Milan. So it's it gives me joy because they were hit heavily by the onslaught of the like the virus. If you remember that that the cost of pandemic by corona i don't know if you recall that but there were photos and videos of italians remember singing each other's songs from their terraces and balconies because of the lockdown and we've seen like italy was one of the hardest hit especially at the initial phase of the pandemic and it was like heavily they were heavily affected by it and it was it really broke my heart and you know, to see that happen to this country. So if you remember that news, you know, and seeing them today, it would give you great joy that you're seeing a different Italy right now. I have to be honest though, that before I flew to Italy, um, I was thinking and wondering if I would be scared um, staying in hotels and I started to wonder if I stayed in a hotel, were, were there people who died in the hotels during the pandemic? But again, when I landed here and saw how the Italians are happy and laughing and eating and going out and having their vacation again, I mean, sure, there's still some, you know, COVID related measures being taken, like, you know, to make sure that everyone is safe and they don't cause another like major surge but just to see them these Italians like out and about enjoying out in the cafes or you know it it you know makes your heart full but again I have to put it out there there are like I said there are still COVID related measures being taken to make sure everyone is safe one of them is that when you board flights to Italy, you are mandated to wear an N95 or an FFP2 mask. Um, and I mentioned earlier about the Green Pass. If you're from the EU or from one of the UK, uh, I mean, one of the EU countries, and if you're from the UK, you need the digital proof of vaccination. They call it the Green Pass. Or, you know, if you're coming from the U.S., you really need to have your um, vaccine card because our QR code does not um, get read by their scanner here. It's not readable. So you have to make sure you bring your um, vaccination card. 
and yeah bring it with you because they look for it wherever you go sometimes even outdoors they ask it they ask you for that um, piece of document hotels restaurants um, we even went to like a, a high-end department store, store earlier in Milan and they did ask for it um, yeah this actually makes me wonder what they ask um, if you're unvaccinated what what do you have to present I don't have the answer to that I'm sorry anyway yes Italians are living and thriving and it's so nice that they are you know back at doing what they do best like just doing things with passion passion like you know how they talk with their hands and like really passionate about saying things it's almost the same that like feeling of life that and vibe that they're emanating right now they're eating their gelato they're having their cappuccino they're eating in pasticceria how do you say that pasticceria and focaccia foca focaccia whatever it's called and gelato places in Bari, when I went, people are strolling in the boulevard. You know, it was just beautiful. Under it was mildly cold, but then they were out and about in in the boulevard at night, and everyone was just like laughing and you know laid back Italian lifestyle, and it's just nice. They're living their lives and they're moving on, and they actually welcome us all. Let us be like the Italians, live life and move on. And one other thought that I have today, actually, because I noticed this on Facebook, we see it, I will at least for me, I see it often that when I'm traveling or going somewhere, the one of the first things that people I know would always comment back is like, stay safe. Like I go to somewhere fun and the thing I get like a comment on Facebook is like, stay safe. Like, we need to move on and we need we need to move past that and instead of saying stay safe just say have fun like live your life you know enjoy we i think we're at this point where like we just need to move on from just thinking that when someone goes somewhere where it's crowded or where someone goes on vacation somewhere where you know that's far from our home that person needs to say stay safe i mean yeah i understand we need to stay safe but we also need to start relearning or learning to just like wish that person have fun and enjoy and you know make the most out of your day whatever like words that you can throw out there and not just say stay safe so suffice it to say that this is my invite for all of you guys to start thinking about traveling now there really is nothing to fear about and you know if the requirements are your stumbling block check out the countries that have you know eased the requirements as of recently check out like google them you will easily find the answers to these questions don't just rely on you know someone who just traveled there like last week because things could change drastically in a good way like today or tomorrow so google what you google you know the answers to your question um or you can ask me I will give you what I can tell you as of my last travel. But yeah, like, you know, there's really nothing to fear at this point. With all the masking that we've done and the vaccination and, you know, this, the measures that are being put in place for people's safety, you can be rest assured that, you know, you will be enjoying your vacation wherever that might be. 
And oh, it's it's it is worth mentioning that as of March four, even New York has lifted. I think March four or third. I think it was March four yesterday. New York even has lifted its masking requirements for students in schools and also the VAX requirements for indoor activities. And that is a major step towards, you know, a semblance of normalcy again. My daughter's just coming out of the shower, so Mariska, shh, shh, shh. And going back to what I was saying, come and travel. The world is waiting for you. I mean, sure, there is the war in Ukraine right now between Russia and Ukraine, but you know, the rest of the world is waiting for you. Don't be scared. Show the virus who is the boss. And as, as I said in the previous episode, you are the master of your own health. And, you know, put that into full manifestation and go. Go book that flight. Have fun. I'm not even going to tell you stay safe, but have fun and enjoy. Okay, and that wraps up our episode for this week here on, on Eat, Meditate, Live from Italia in Milano. And I'll see you again next week. Have fun. Ciao.